0: and responsible gaming resources.
1: Coming up momentarily, we'll introduce our next guest. He is Pete Sweeney. He's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. But before we do that, let's give you a chance to win 1,000 on the 30s in our national cash contest. Text the word WEB, W-E-B, WEB, to 72881. That's WEB. If you want Chiefs talk and a chance to win 1,000 on the 30s, well, there's only one station in Kansas City doing both weekdays from 8 to 5. Your next chance to win and final chance today is coming up in one hour, 430. Go ahead and win right now. One more time for those of you keeping score at home. Web, W-E-B, text the word web, W-E-B to 72881. We're happy to welcome on right now the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, good friend of mine, Pete Sweeney. How you doing, Pete? What's going on? Happy playoff week. Happy playoff week. We led the show with this. I'm curious to get your opinion on it just because you talk to a lot of fans and follow the message boards. Do you think the Chiefs fans are overconfident heading into this matchup against the Houston Texans?
2: I think slightly. I think everyone's a little bit slightly overconfident.
1: Yes, I do. I want to play this audio from you because we had an ear on Houston Sports Talk and they were kind of talking about how confident Chiefs fans are heading into this matchup. So this is from Payne and Pendergrass on Sports Radio 610 in Houston.
3: So one of our listeners is claiming that Kansas City Radio is getting cocky about beating the Texans. I It's it's odd because last I checked, the Texans hold the belt in this series right we, now. Uh, well, of course, there's they all, won, kinds they, of ex,
1: all kinds of excuses for that.
3: They, don't, they ignore the fact that uh, three of our cornerbacks, our three top cornerbacks, were out by the end of that game. Yes, and focus on the fact that they had uh, Eric Fisher didn't play that in that game. The offensive lineman Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, was out. Mm. They had they had various issues. So that game didn't count.
1: That game didn't count. Oh, apparently, oh, okay. you see, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it happened in Kansas City because apparently. Kansas City's home field advantage doesn't kick in until the playoffs. Ah, gotcha. but Despite
3: no evidence of that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one in seven in their last eight playoff games right. at home. Yeah, oh
1: yeah. Hey, well, well, you know how that works. Right. Pendulum's got to swing back the other way. I guess so. There's there is not a place that underperforms in the playoffs more than Arrowhead Stadium. So Pete, just to be fair here and try to be devil's advocate. I do think the Chiefs fans have sort of men in black flashy thing the early part of the season and basically said every important game against a good team they played doesn't count. So I can understand if you're Houston, you're thinking, hold on, we were banged up, we were injured, we went on the road, we won that football game, our quarterback outplayed their quarterback, why is no one giving us a chance to win? I do understand from the Houston perspective why they would feel that way.
2: Yeah, and let me be clear here for a few things. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I really do. I think... That the nine-point spread feels a little crazy. I think that's too much for a playoff game. I also think that this overconfidence is much more coming from radio hosts like us and also to uh, fan base and so on and so forth. I think the team is giving Houston all the respect that, that they deserve. What I find tough about this, and I understand, you know, I know you guys do this game where you go down the list, and the Chiefs will certainly have the advantage in in
4: that. Check the boxes,
2: yeah. Check the boxes, that's what it is. I just don't know how you could be so sure one million percent when you have Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes in this game. Because we've seen time and time again, in the NFL playoffs, if you have a legitimate quarterback, that's the only position really seemingly in football that can will their team to victory based on time of possession. Some things going your way where all of a sudden the Texans have the ball last. I, again, and I'm not going to stress this, I think the Chiefs win this game, but there is that air of overconfidence right now. And really a lot of people looking towards this Patrick Mahomes-Lamar Jackson matchup when there's a legitimate quarterback coming to Arrowhead this weekend.
1: BK is one of those people. BK has absolutely no respect for the Houston Texans. Really quick, BK, in like 60 to 90 seconds, can you kind of explain your disdain for the Houston Texans?
3: Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you. They're not good. They have a bad (laughs) coach. They don't have a general manager. They have an offense that is 15th in passing offense, 11th in rushing offense, a defense that's bottom 10 in every statistical category. They're not good, Pete. We look at them as a good team because they have a really good quarterback. But outside of him and DeAndre Hopkins and a, 50% 50% J.J. Watt, this is not a good football team anywhere else. I asked this on Twitter, and I'd be curious what your guys' thoughts are on this. Any position on the football field on Sunday, where are the Texans better than the Chiefs? Where do you give the Chiefs a, a disadvantage compared to the Texans on Sunday? Running back. I don't think it's a significant disadvantage at all. I actually think you can make a solid argument that the Chiefs are better. So where where are the Texans? I, I, I hear what you're saying, Pete, with the nine and a half is a lot of points. It should be a lot of points because the chiefs are a lot better. Every, st- every statistical thing that you would look at, they're better. Every position, they're better. Where are the Texans better?
2: I think their run game is better. I mean, I, I will say that. I, I, I You know, you can make the case of oh, Damian Williams, when he's healthy, is a better option than Carlos Hyde, but how often is Damian Williams healthy? And if Carlos Hyde gets going again, and I, again, we've seen a good stretch, I think, at the, toward the end of the season where the Chiefs defense has looked really, really good. There have always been these outlier games where all of a sudden maybe they don't look as good and Titans game comes to mind. I just, like I said, I I agree with you, BK, in the sense that the Chiefs, to me, are certainly the better team. What I don't understand and what's hard for me to understand is the nine and a half point spread, like I said, in a playoff game when you know that this can come down to a few plays, and then just the absolute certainty that, okay, no matter what, we're already almost looking to two weeks ahead. I just... It doesn't feel right. I mean, and, and again, BK, with you, I, I think he could have made a lot of the same cases for the Saints over the Vikings. And you just never know in the NFL
1: playoffs. That's kind of where I'm at. So Sean earlier today asked the text line, what's your level of concern on a scale from 1 to 10? I don't know necessarily if I'm scared of Houston. Now, they do some things that I think you should have to worry about, but that's every team at this point in the playoffs. I'm scared of the concept of the playoffs and what you alluded to. I was convinced that the Saints were much better than Minnesota. We and, the, all were. And, and, and that they were going to blow them out. I kind of think of it like the NCAA tournament where you're Kansas, you're Duke, and then you go up against that mid-major team. Uh, you should be afraid because weird things can happen in one individual game. You can be the better team but still lose the game. So that just keeps me worried. And when you think of last week, three of the four home teams lost and every game was close, I do agree with you at the core. I think people are just kind of – People are just kind of overlooking what the playoffs are.
2: We're just in new territory now, right? Because Tom Brady is out of the mix. So you take that quarterback out, so you say, okay, who who's left here? And it's the new tier, the new era of what would be considered Tom Brady-level quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is that. And like I said, I, I understand. I, I agree. I think the Chiefs are a better football team. It's good to be at home. Not that that has necessarily been an advantage in the playoffs and otherwise, all that being said, I just to be so certain that this is going to be an easy win, I just think is silly right now. Do you
4: think you could simplify it, though, Pete, to whichever quarterback outplays the other's team ends up winning?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that's could, could be how this game goes. I think if there's a, a glaring weakness for me for the Houston Texans, and this could be a, a game changer here, too. It's the offensive line and protecting Deshaun Watson. Like, I think if if. The Chiefs defense could set the tone early that Deshaun Watson is going to be extremely comfortable and not be able to do what he does. And you give Pat Mahomes that time to build the lead. Yeah, maybe then it could get out of hand. But that's just a lot of it's just a lot of ifs. And you can't really predict how the game is going to flow. And I just want to see this and get to Sunday before we say, okay, Let's look to the Baltimore game.
4: Who and how are the Chiefs going to run the football? Because we've seen LaShawn McCoy in street calls. We've seen a bunch of guys get injured. The first game, the first time these teams saw each other, running backs only had 10 carries. How often, and who do you think runs the football on Sunday?
2: Andy Reid was asked about it today, and he pointed back to the committee again, and he said it's going to be this committee thing. I tend to think that this is going to be the first time, really, it's not much of a committee. I think if, if Damian Williams is up, and he's healthy, and he's ready to go, he's going to be the guy carrying the football. They have shown
4: that when he is the healthy back, he is the preferred back. It's so you like, don't believe they've been saving LaShawn McCoy?
2: Absolutely not. I mean, again, I could be proven very wrong on Sunday, but I just think it's Andy Reid protecting his guy that he drafted back in 2009. I, I, you know, if you don't save a guy this much. You brought him here for a reason. He hasn't been playing. They like Damian Williams. And then I think even if if you say you have to spell him a little bit, I think it's Darwin Thompson.
1: Pete. Speaking of the running game, we got this audio from Seven Ninety, the morning show in Houston. They actually think that's the key to a Texans win.
2: Make them do what they don't do well. I mean, it's, this isn't this is really isn't rocket science. All you have to do is make them run the football, take away their best option as best you can through double teams, through methods of actually covering with more, and then say. We don't want you. We don't want Jordan to beat us. We want Ron Harper to beat us. Do that. (laughs) It's so much easier said than done. Make BJ
4: Armstrong beat us or Bill Wennington or the great Bill Cartwright.
2: Especially if you're getting this production from guys that are not named Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. If you can get Sammy Watkins or McCole Hardman going in this game or even Damian Williams, assuming he stays healthy, which we hope he will, then it's going to be a lot tougher task than just saying, oh, double both of these good guys. The Chiefs are a lot of weapons.
4: While we're here on the conversation of running backs, who concerns you more from the Texan side, Carlos Hyde or DeAndre Hopkins?
2: I mean, it's got to be Hopkins, right? I, I don't necessarily like Hyde. He did have success against the Chiefs. I know there were a bunch of Chiefs not playing in that first game, and, and running backs have occasionally against his team had really big games, more towards the beginning and middle of the season than the end. Uh, Carlos Hyde's a concern for sure. I don't want to see him get going in the first quarter if I'm a Chiefs fan, but DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best players, period. In the game, so to me, he's almost a default answer there.
1: Kind of keeping it in line with that, are you buying into this? Houston's a much different team with Will Fuller than opposed to Will Fuller because everybody we talk to about this game, that seems to be their thing. BK says it when you look at the numbers, how much different their offense is. Do you sure. do you look at Will, Fe- Will Fuller as being an X factor in this game?
2: I think he is, yeah. I, I Actually, I mean, I sent it to BK later if you want to play it. Bashad Breeland, I asked him that in the locker room today. I said, what does Will Fuller do for you guys um, as far as game planning if he's in the game versus if he's not? And Bash Breland, who will be in charge of defending whatever the Houston Texans offer on Sunday, was essentially like he opens everything up. This is a completely different offense with Will Fuller there. And he said not only does – it uh, work with the pass game, it also opens things up for the run game. And so, yes, I think watching Will Fuller, will he play, won't he play, is going to be a huge factor in whether or not the Chiefs will have an easier time winning this football game.
4: How do you make up for the loss of Juan Thornhill? I understand he's a rookie, but he's been an important part of this team.
2: Hard for Art to say uh, because we haven't seen a full game without him yet. Uh, if you go by last game, it'll be some kind of combination of Kendall Fuller and Armani Watts. I tend to think it'll be more Fuller just because he has a little bit more experience than Watts does. You're sort of throwing Watts into the fire. I think there'll be some packages where Watts is out there, specifically in the dime looks, but Kendall Fuller is going to be your guy. And look, I mean, Kendall Fuller hasn't necessarily been as good as we thought he would be when the Chiefs made the initial trade. That being said, I think he's a decent option. I, I think there's a lot worse problems to have than trying to replace Juan Thornhill with everything that Fuller does.
1: And that's why I was going to say, I think that two players that can really put themselves in a different place financially are Breland and Fuller. Mm-hmm. Fuller's a free agent at the end of this season. Breland's a free agent at the end of the season. There's not much Chris Jones can do that radically changes how much money he's going to make. He's going to get paid. A lot of the guys, Mahomes is going to get paid. Right like Breland could get a nice three-year contract with a really good playoff run. Fuller could get a multi-year deal with the playoff run. I kind of look at two guys that can change their financial situation over the next three games. I think it's those two guys.
2: Yeah, and Breland has been waiting for this opportunity since he – had his contract ruined with the Carolina Panthers originally where he was trying to, you know, I think he had it three years for 27 yeah. million, if, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere along that. So this is a grand opportunity for him. You're hundred percent, right? Chris Jones is going to get paid. It may not be by the chiefs and that's an off season conversation we're going to have to have, but uh, yeah, there's a number of guys here who are getting paid no matter what, but fuller really could have a nice playoff run. And we've seen guys in the past, More specifically, quarterbacks, but we've seen guys in the past get paid for their playoff efforts. Fuller falls into that category.
1: Right now we're talking to the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. If you have a question for him, go ahead and text it in. Text line 69306. We'll get to that coming up in five minutes. Football or otherwise, random question time with our guy Pete Sweeney. I want to play this for you. This is Therese Paler. Here's what he said about Texans coach Bill O'Brien.
4: From the guys I talked to, I, I mean, he's, a, he's straight, but he's all right. He's an all right coach. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, as far as the game planning on offense or whatever, he's okay. There's, there's some issues there as far as how they put things in for Watson. You know, he'll come in late in the week and change stuff. And yeah, it certainly doesn't seem to flow as well as it does here in Kansas City with the game planning. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, but, 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 you know. There's worse coaches in the league, but there's something. He's mid
1: grade.
4: He's mid grade. What do you think about that, C. Dot? Bro, he's super mid grade, bro. Super
1: (laughs) mid grade. Um, I just want to point out that in 40 seconds, he called Bill O'Brien okay, all right. There's worse coaches out there (laughs) and super mid grade. That's about. That's like, that's that's Therese doing his best Fesco impersonation, given how hot those takes were super mid-grade. Sean has been, for some reason, playing superhero for Bill O'Brien. He somehow likes Bill O'Brien. I don't like him. I just think he
4: takes a lot of crap. He's not that bad of a coach, is he?
2: I just think he takes more crap because he sort of became the czar of the Houston Texans by being half a GM, half a coach this season, and... He went through the whole scenario where they had Brock Osweiler and were trying to sell him to the fan base. So, yeah, I don't know. There's an aspect of Bill O'Brien that feels a little bit like a joke, and you heard it there in TP and what he's saying. Therese has been everywhere. I mean, he's well in the know. He talks to all these players. If he's saying that Bill O'Brien is mid-grade and doesn't compare to Andy Reid, I'm buying that wholeheartedly. And, again... That's why I still continue to give the Chiefs the advantage. I just don't want to completely rule out that Watson somehow goes back and forth with Mahomes in this game.
1: And that's why I'm a big believer of The number one responsibility of a coach is to get the most out of the talent on your roster. Like I look at Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. He has created an offense to get the most out of Lamar Jackson's very unique skill set. I don't know if Bill O'Brien is doing that. I mean, if you look at Deshaun Watson and you look at his numbers and his evolution and, and his progression, do we feel like Watson has taken some huge step forward? Like a lot of that has to be attributed to the coach. Mahomes, we've seen the growth. Right. It's been constant. I think a lot of that is Andy Reid and the system and the culture that they've created. I don't know if that same thing is happening in Houston.
2: Well, we all watch these playoff games because we're addicted. If you watch the Texans and the Bills last week, it wasn't Bill O'Brien, and he wasn't the reason that the Texans were able to come back and beat the Bills. It was Deshaun Watson and extending plays and finding a way to just will his team to victory. I, and and. Again, you find yourself a quarterback. You have an advantage as a head coach. That's an obvious thing to say, but it's true. It buys you some time, and Watson is just a special talent, and you wonder how long they keep that tandem together. Again, you make a, make the playoffs. You, you win a game here. You're going to Arrowhead. I imagine Bill O'Brien will keep his job, and, and sometimes that, that's that's a step back because you'd want Watson to be with a better offensive mind.
1: So we were debating this yesterday. Texans worst team in the playoffs. Bill O'Brien worst
4: coach remaining in the playoffs in your mind. You can keep Mike Vrabel and Matt Lafleur out of this. They haven't coached long enough.
2: Vrabel is oh man. It's interesting. That's an interesting. I know like, oh it's right. not
4: Pete. He's bad. Come on, you know the answer
3: to this question.
2: I if it wasn't for this miracle by by Mike Zimmer last week, I think he'd be right in that mix for worst quarterback and 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 coach. What?
4: I just want to know how BK really feels about the Texans. That's all I want. Like, you keep riding the fence, BK. How do you, how do you feel about Houston, How could you really?
2: possibly say Mike Zimmer is worse than Bill O'Brien? If, he, if Mike Zimmer lost that game last week, is he definitely back?
4: He's definitely a head coach somewhere, yeah. I Mike, don't know Zimmer, he,
3: Mike Zimmer's a good coach. I don't know if he's
2: definitely back in Minnesota.
3: Maybe not, but he would be hired in a second if he was fired, and Bill O'Brien would not be.
2: I just... If I'm looking at the list right now I and, and say the Texans lose on, on Sunday or even lost last week, Bill Bill O'Brien's probably back. If Minnesota had lost that game to New Orleans, he's probably out. Pete, Bill
4: O'Brien should have been fired. When I when I asked you five game. minutes ago about LaShawn McCoy and the Chiefs were maybe just kind of hiding, you shot that down very quick. What about McCole Hardman? Do you think that he has any sort of a role in the postseason?
2: Man, I think there's something going on with Hardman where he has something for the play that, that they've been saving some kind of package or a series of plays or something. Because this guy with the ball in his hands is really good. Again, he still needs to get a little bit more polish as a wide receiver. We saw with Tyree Kill when he was younger working on all these routes in his tree and, and is able to do more. and. I get that with the timing and you know Mahomes telling them to continue to run. I just have to think that there's something secret going on with Hardman where they're gonna they're gonna come out and, and they're gonna use him in a way we haven't seen before. Pete, do
1: you know what time it is? What's that? Random question time with Pete Sweeney. <laughs> Text line six nine three zero six. If you have a question, football or otherwise, we will okay. ask it to Pete Sweeney. Do you get brown rice or white rice at Chipotle?
2: I was just talking about this t- yesterday. I'm addicted to Chipotle. I get brown rice because I think it's slightly healthier. White rice does taste a little bit better, though. I, a couple times I'm really feeling it. I'll go for the white, but typically I go brown.
4: Which, where, where are you at on Chipotle rice? Um, I go with the white rice, pinto beans, and extra veggies. Guacamole sometimes if I'm rich. Most of the time I can't afford it. BK, are you going brown or white? Always brown. I think the BK, brown rice there, BK,
2: he can't have white rice. He's got to run 10 miles a day.
1: I think the brown rice is disgusting at Chipotle. <laughs> I think it's terrible. I love the white rice. I think the brown rice is disgusting. Are you a fried rice terrible. guy, like when you
2: get yeah. Chinese food? Yeah. Fried rice. I mean, I, I, I like
1: white rice there, but if I have the choice between the two, I'll get the fried rice. Uh, text Texon 69306. is random question time with Pete Sweeney. If you got a question, we'll ask it to him. Pete, when you order a Dairy Queen Blizzard or Sonic Blast, what do you put in it? <laughs>
2: depends on how I'm feeling that day but maybe oreos or like if i if i'm feeling a little bit different i'll go hot fudge and, and peanut butter cups is that a good answer
1: that's a that's it's,
4: it's your answer doesn't matter if it's a good answer or not it's your answer it's an opinion this one comes from me Ooh. what are the chances the titans can beat the ravens on saturday
2: see i feel similarly about that game as i do in kansas city i mean we're in the we're in the end of the playoffs here in the final four teams in the afc i think the ravens ultimately win But would I be completely shocked if the Titans go in and Derrick Henry goes wild and they find a way to curb Lamar a little bit and sneak one? I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, you know, percentage, 30, 20, 20, 30.
1: You don't sound very confident at all with that. Uh, Higher than zero. (laughs) No, you're right. Text line 69306. Who do you trust more in a two-minute drill, the Chiefs' offense or the Chiefs' defense?
2: Right now, I mean, if you go by the end of the season, it's the Chiefs' defense. Yeah, It's crazy to say that because of how we were talking in training camp and leading into the season, but how could you say otherwise at this point?
1: Text line 69306, will Sammy Watkins show up this Sunday? He only had (laughs) one catch for eight yards Uh in his last game.
4: Oh, you're serious?
2: No.
1: Just read the text line. No,
2: he won't show up. No. No, this this is the last one to three games of Sammy Watkins in the red and gold unless he wants to take some kind of significant pay cut.
1: He was great last
4: postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Will any wide receiver have an impact in the postseason other than Tyreek Hill?
2: I'd like to think Hardman. I'd like to think Hardman. You know, you sometimes have these random plays where guys step up. I remember in the playoff, DeMarcus Robinson had that random game. I think it's it's hard to say anyone but Hill, but if I'm guessing, I would say Hardman.
1: Text line 69306 is random question time with Pete Sweeney. If you got a question, you got like 90 seconds for us to ask the question. What's your favorite 80s movie? Is Rocky in the 80s? No, 70s movie. You can pick one of the sequels, though, if you like.
2: Okay, I'll, I mean, I I, I like Rocky Three. I guess. When he, that's when he loses the belt and, and gets it back. Spoiler alert.
4: Text line 693. You don't want him on?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. E.T.? Oh, E.T.'s good, too.
4: Or uh, there was a movie with Fred Savage called The Wiz about video games. I'm not talking about Black Wiz of Oz. I'm talking about a video game movie called... The Wiz. If you've seen it, 69306. I'll get you something. Okay, this is the mind of the Masween, not the mind of the Masween. <laughs> okay,
1: my bad, my bad, my bad. Text line 69306. Pete, do you think that Eric Biennemi could be the predecessor for Andy Reid?
2: I don't. I think Andy Reid is the type of guy, what is he, just 60, 61. I think he. if he gets one or two here with Pat in the next two, three years, I think he, he gets LeBron syndrome and starts to think, could I get to six?
1: What Netflix show are you watching right now?
2: I saw Ozark has a has a new uh, season. I haven't really started anything anything during the season just because I'm so busy. But I'll I'll get into something afterwards. Text line six nine three zero
1: six. Where do you think Brady plays next season? New England,
2: New England. Do I don't, you th- I don't go think on, I'm he goes in, Yeah, I just don't think he goes anywhere else. Do you think
1: Terrell Suggs makes an impact?
2: I do, and it may not necessarily be on the field. I think it speaks volumes to have someone go into the locker room and to have already won a Super Bowl and can say that. I mean, Tyron Matthew, as good a leader as he is, he hasn't won anything yet, and so Terrell Suggs has that difference.
1: That is our guy, Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. It is the most popular Chiefs website on all the internet. You guys actually might be the most popular this week because people want information about the Chiefs. If you want Chiefs information, no. Go on arrowheadpride.com.
2: Arrowheadpride.com. That's that's it. Thank you.
1: The way you really sold that. it would make If I'd never been to Arrowhead Pride and, I, and the way you sold it right there, I would drop everything I'm doing and go on Arrowhead Pride.
2: Listen to this. Be there or be square.
1: <laughs> Coming up on the other side, I have a stat about the Chiefs defense. I'm sure that BK and Sean will shoot it down. We'll argue about it more than likely. It's The Drive. The Drive. 610
4: Sports Radio.